everyone, and welcome to Jay Talks Comics. This is a podcast where I talk to friends about the comics I've been reading and enjoying lately, plus occasional solo episodes and creative interviews. This week, it's a, another Monday, so we've got a Kickstarter conversation for you here. I know there's been a lot of these recently, but I hope you've been enjoying them. Lots of um, cool, interesting books and fun like creators. And it's been nice to hear their stories and their, about their books and just try and encourage those um really indie titles like like on Kickstarter so they can hopefully get funded and get the support that they need and often deserve. So yeah, today I'm talking with John Dexter from who's writing writing who's the writer of and has written Dime Store Detective. Currently kickstarting issue two with a number one catch up tier. So if you missed out on issue one you can go and get the first two issues and catch up. I read the first issue and enjoyed it, so I would recommend checking it out and supporting it if you're interested and yeah it, it was it was a fun conversation we didn't have time to talk for too long but i'm glad with what we did get to talk about because uh, as i say yeah, it was a fun conversation i enjoyed it and i hope you enjoy it as well and as always i'll see you on the other side so john welcome to the podcast i'm excited to talk about your new kickstarter comic dime store detective that that's just started it as we're recording this yeah yeah thanks for having me on i appreciate it uh so far so good i have uh about mm, four more hours and i'll be at 24 hours of the campaign and i'm uh, over 70 percent funded right now so it's been going pretty good yeah it's fun because i knew we were, were recording today and i knew you would literally just started like yesterday as a recording but for some reason i didn't quite put the two and two together that um i'll, I'll be talking to you so soon after you started but yeah uh, that's like going pretty well so far yeah so far so good uh we'll see how it plays out you never know every kickstarter campaign is different start out strong and then it kind of dies out and hopefully yeah. it doesn't doubt too soon um it's a lot of stress i mean the funding goal is just like the least amount you know you can possibly afford to lose because you you never make money at these well i never do but um you know so so hopefully it goes way over that we'll we'll see what happens but so far it's um it's on it's almost doubled right now the money as issue one so that's that's pretty awesome and uh We'll keep chugging on. It's uh, it's quite the uh, stressful time. So I'm hoping I can get funded here uh, the next few days to kind of alleviate some of the stress. Yeah, hopefully, because then you've got lots of stretch goals I saw on, on the campaign page. So hopefully you'll be able to get that funding and then move on to some of those. Maybe. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It's... Um, I said it's, it's a lot of fun but uh it's like i said it's a, it's a lot of stress too so but like i said there's had um i've had a lot of really good feedback from issue one people seem to enjoy this uh this story that i'm just beginning to tell it's gonna be looks like eight issues and all uh eight issues are written out right now um but uh i might have to go nine we'll see um because some of the issue two is 28 pages where issue one was 24 so it's getting bigger and I'm trying to contain it within 24 pages and for issue two, I just couldn't do it. Um, it's 28 pages and, but, um, we'll see how it goes. So. Nice. Yeah. So to move along a bit, do you want to describe the idea and, and story so far of 
to be a lot of the story, but the idea of Dinosaur Detective, for everyone that's curious and hasn't heard of it. Yeah, so Dinosaur Detective is the best way to describe it is if you uh, have heard of True Detective, it's kind of True Detective uh, meets Stephen King's It. You put those together and you put a really dark issue of the Dukes of Hazzard, uh, you'd probably get Dinosaur Detective. It's kind of a throwback to the noir stories uh, of the 1930s and 40s um, when you had these Humphrey Bogart movies, these, um, and the, but then more recent LA Confidential, as I said, True Detective, these stories of the detective that kind of plays by his own rules and um, is on a mission that he's going to uh, do whatever he can to accomplish seeking out this uh, this murder and dinosaur detective, the serial killer um, that he's after. And as we go along with the story, we find out that there's this uh, evil entity that kind of plays throughout the story that somehow has become unleashed after 40 years um, lying dormant. And as issue one opens up, we have the detective come upon this murder scene where this woman has been uh, murdered, strangled to death, naked in a Christ-like pose uh, over the burial grounds. The detective's father and uncle buried multiple bodies for 40 years ago when they were in the middle of their moonshine war. I don't know if you're familiar with moonshine of the dirty South, as we call it here in America of Georgia, Alabama, um, whiskey. There was dry, dry counties, uh, dry areas of the state back uh, all the way from prohibition time until some of it recent, actually, um, where you weren't allowed to sell uh, whiskey or moon alcohol. So, these guys made their own um, illegally and the detectives family have been four generations of making uh, moonshine that the county, the people around town really enjoy. And this gang comes in and tries to push them out and it in- ends up into this rivalry, this kind of this bloody war that uh, between the two uh, people that uh, ends up being a lot of death, uh, a lot of murders that go on. And it's told through kind of the eyes of the detective. We kind of flash forward and flash back throughout the story to kind of give the detective's perspective in his life. And it's a very unique story that I, to the best of my knowledge, hasn't really been done before. So readers really, I think, enjoy the characters and in this uh, environment that I that I put them in that they're not used to. Nice. Yeah. I liked how when I got a chance to read the last issue, the first issue last night, where it, it does play out like generic is, it is not the wrong word and the wrong connotation, but a very sort of like standard um like the noir detective story, and then it sort of like gradually um unfolds and you start to get a hint of the idea that there may be this like supernatural flair as you mentioned. What was the sort of um genesis of the idea of combining those? Sort of things adding that extra element into it well uh it was originally wrote many years ago as kind of a straight sort of a straight detective story um and i just I, I felt like it was missing something we've seen a million detective stories in our lives yeah and then i had this secondary story in my head about these guys um in the iraqi war that go into this cave in, a, in afghanistan and inadvertently release this demonic presence, um, this evil entity. And I don't like to label as, you know, a demon or alien. I, I like to 
the reader to kind of judge themselves. I think that's part of the fun part of writing and, and being a reader is to kind of come up with, you know, to use your head a little bit and use your imagination somewhat and kind of answer the questions on your own. And I try to leave it kind of ambiguous because um, it's, it's more fun, I think, for, for readers and writers to kind of guess. But um, so that was kind of put on the shelf for a while, that story. And then recently I listened to a podcast about uh, the Dixie Mafia. And I'm, you're probably not familiar with the Dixie Mafia, but um, you know that I'm sure you've heard of the New York Mafia. Well, this is imagine that, but with uh, kind of the good old boys of, of the South of America, Georgia, Alabama, as I said, um, who sold pills, who did contract killings, broke the law, and the police were were uh, actually scared of them. Uh, and this kind of went on for many years. And some people say the Dixie Mafia is actually still around, but their height kind of came in the 60s. And it, in my story, it takes place in 1981. This, um, this gang of Dixie Mafia uh, tried to push out this family of moonshiners, the Mackinder family, who already in the town, the Mackinder family, who are the kind of the main characters of the story, they are kind of liked but also feared by the town. And this gang kind of comes in to shove them out. And uh, as I said, not to give too much away, but um, there's a safe entity that comes into play uh, that um, is throughout the story. And as I said, it's been kind of dormant and no one uh, has known anything about it until recently when the detective comes upon the murder scene and uh, there's a connection with the evil entity and someone, uh, the serial killer, is trying to get the detective's attention. And as as you read from the end of issue one, there's this demonic presence that's possessing this boy that has a message for the detective. And that's where we kind of end with issue one and we pick up with issue two. Nice. Yeah, it, it was fun to see that mix of the like setting up the backstory to get you like invested in the all like the stakes and the dynamics of the story like what it actually means and why it means what it means but then also of course pushing the narrative in, in the present forward so one of the other elements that i enjoyed and thought was interesting was that use of um black and white to like differentiate it from the um present day yeah you want to kind of when you write anything you know you kind of follow the kiss method it's keep it simple stupid <laughs> so yeah i try to do that because people you know when you read you, a lot of people they don't want to have to think and they don't want to have to you know that people kind of some can get confused because it's going back and forth so also i think the black and white kind of helps with that feel of you know old and olden times i guess you could call it but you know the 70s and and older and and it really if i had my choice i would have did the whole thing in black and white but a lot right. of people kind of gives it that noir feel um i think with with a black and white you know those old detective stories and, and whatnot from from you know 30s and 40s so um but i wanted to use that whenever i did a flashback to kind of help the reader differentiate between the past and the present yeah and i, I don't know if this is something you were necessarily thinking about thematically, but I, I suppose it, it sort of contributes to the idea of how if the present is in like full color and you can like see all the details, whereas if the the past, like the flashbacks, are, are not in color, so they're sort of missing that like extra element to it because you may not be um because we can still never never remember the past like exactly as it was. I don't know if that's a thematic layer you weren't necessarily intending, but yeah, exactly. <clears throat> 
I'm sorry, I didn't catch. Did, would you ask me a question? Sorry, I, you kind of broke up a little bit. <laughs> no, no, that, that that was that was just more of a of a statement. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah, I, I agreed with you. Yeah. So you have got oh oh yeah. So you've done a few kickstarters by this point. Was there anything particular on this one that you either wanted to continue because it worked well on other kickstarters or? Um, we're sort of working on trying to improve this time around because it didn't work so well previously. Um, you, you know, you kind of learn something from every Kickstarter campaign um, yeah. to kind of help you out. Um, so I definitely try to not be not bug people too much, but kind of um, hope that um, with me going to more comic book conventions that I can have that kind of small group of people that have been fans of mine throughout to kind of help spread the word so that it's not so much me, you know, continually bugging people because I'm sure it gets annoying for them. But uh, that's probably the biggest lesson. But there's always there's always kind of little tricks that you learn. Um, my other Kickstarter was Alpha Dogs, which kind of got the ball rolling with with some, you know, readership and popularity. I mean, that's kind of what I'm known for right now is the alpha dogs uh comics and which was kind of modeled after my dog it's about this dog that's on the run with his owner and this older grumpy pit bull from the group of mercenaries because these dogs have the power to heal from most any wound they've got a slightly heightened intelligence and strength and um it's it's kind of like lost meets incredible journey meets wolverine <laughs> story um that people have really responded to and if you missed out on any of those issues then you can buy them with the dumpster detective campaign nice yeah it's good to have those extra elements that that people can get those other things if they've missed them out because i i know it literally says in the title for for this one and like with dumpster detective 2 with number one caps up there doesn't make it like explicitly clear not to like Ending that anyone that says, "Oh, I, you know, I didn't get number one, so this can't apply to me." It's all good to just try and immediately try and get like everyone in as as many people as possible. Yeah, I mean that that's like I had eighty eight backers last time, so I'm I'm hoping I can get at the very least that, if not, grow more. So there's a lot of people. I'm 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 sure you <laughs> had never heard of it. So it's definitely and it's tough when you're, you know, an indie creator and it's your all by yourself trying to uh, spread the word because I really believe in the comic. I, I know people that have read it have thoroughly enjoyed it and it's different. You know, it's, I try, I kind of pride myself to write something to put out there that nobody else has and is very original. And I don't think you're going to find um, any comic out there. That's quite uh, similar to mine. That's what a lot of people have said that, kind of keeps people coming back is um my stories are definitely different um than your regular you know superhero uh story out there i mean you can only read so many stories about spider-man you know um before it gets kind of dull and i myself i just concentrate on indie comics to support you know um because to me that's that's kind of where it's at right now um Unfortunately, in the mainstream comics, there's a lot of uh, political agenda out there. So I like to support comics that are um, writers and stories that are, they're just trying to tell the best story they possibly can. Yeah, I know this is something that comes up again and again and again and again in these sorts of interviews, which I've been doing quite a lot lately, where the idea of having an idea that isn't necessarily 
at the very base level something original with like the detective story in this case, but just adding like your own element to it and your own sort of flair to it, like especially on Kickstarter, because there's just so many out there that just all, all running at the same time and all competing for, I guess, someone's money. So yeah, I think it's, if you can just find that way to stand out and have your own audience that sort of loves and will support your work and hopefully get some new people each time along the way, that's I suppose that's just the main thing. Yeah, I, ever since COVID, uh, the Kickstarter comics has really just exploded. I mean, it's just uh, grown exponentially, it seems like. It seems like every other week there's a bunch of people with <laughs> running the Kickstarter. So there's a lot of us vying for uh, readers' bucks. And um, like I said, I'm, I, I hope that um, people will give me a chance because I can just about guarantee they won't be disappointed. I haven't heard any complaints yet. The only um, issue that I have is, is just trying to get the word out there and people to want to invest their money because they don't know me from Adam, you know, and uh, so I just got to uh, come on shows like yours and, and explain what I'm doing and, and who I am. And hopefully they like what they hear and know that I'm not the greatest at explaining what I'm my stories. But I, I can guarantee you that you'll uh, end the issue wanting the second one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I did. So hopefully that applies to uh, other people as well, if they can check it out. Yeah, yeah. And on the Kickstarter. If you don't live in the United States, you can still get the comic. You, you um, it's the PDF. There's certain um, there's certain tiers that I am shipping overseas. You just have to look at the tier um, because shipping, as you know, is extremely expensive overseas. But there are some tiers that I do offer overseas. Unfortunately, it's it's a little expensive. Um, but if you don't want to pay the shipping, you can just get the PDF. And I know there's some people that prefer the PDF because you don't get spoiled. There's no spoilers because you're going through the, the page by page and you can't see the other page to kind of give anything away so if you end up wanting to back the project issue one is five dollars for the pdf and issue two is six dollars for the pdf and i had to increase that price just a dollar which is nothing because there's four extra pages with issue two so it's a very expensive uh venture to do a kickstarter so it's got to be something that you really believe in and i've um can say without a doubt, I, I really believe that people will enjoy this detective story because, you know, who doesn't love detective stories? Who doesn't love supernatural stories? And you kind of put them together and you're going to get something that is, uh, I think, quite enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. So do you want to just sort of briefly run through some of the many rewards on offer in a bit more detail? Yeah. So as I said, the PDFs, you can get issue one and two PDF for 11 bucks. So you're talking uh, 48, uh, 49, 51, 52 pages of comic book for only 12 bucks. You know, that's, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, and some of the tiers you can actually, I'll, like I said, I'll sh ship overseas, but there's three different covers, A, B, and C all are terrific covers, but based on the cost, uh, of each cover, the price increases cover A is $12 B is, um, six, uh, $14 and cover C is $16, which still is 
relatively cheap for a Kickstarter because, you know, we're just small indie guys. We don't have the big bucks that Marvel and DC have to make a huge print run. You know, we've got to do small print runs. So it's costing us a whole lot more to produce this comic than it is them. You know, they're getting 10,000 readers, you know, and I hope to break a hundred <laughs> with this. So, um, you know, it's, it's a much different animal. So that's why it's a little more expensive. And yeah, then, uh, yeah. You can also have uh, sorry, you can have a tier where you can have a, an original page of art off the comic. Uh, I'm only offering a five and one has already been bit, uh, bought. So there's four original uh, pages of art from the comic book that you can purchase for only a hundred dollars. It's supposed to be 140, but my graphic guy messed up and put a hundred. So I'm going to keep with uh, what I said and, and offer it for only a hundred, which is really dirt cheap for an original piece of art from the comic. It's from issue one. And if who knows if the comic ends up blowing up, that original piece of art will be worth a whole lot of money. Yeah, maybe. So might be a good investment. Yeah. And uh, there's also uh meet and greet with me where you can, um, do a virtual like I'm doing with you, but uh, where you can see each other um, and talk about whatever you want to talk about any of my comic books or pick my brain about my writing, uh, whatever you want to do. Um, it'd be great. And that's 200 and you get all three covers of the comics as well. And then another tier is um, where your name is in the comic book. You get all, it's for $40. You get all three covers and you get your name forever <laughs> emblazoned in Dimestorm Detective on a thank you page at the, at the uh, very end. Nice. I was scrolling through the rewards just to remind myself. And I remembered when I saw it that about the custom packaged car is included yeah, as one yeah. of the rewards. I did that, yeah, I did that for issue one as well. It's your own custom packaged car uh, off the cover of the comic of uh, the 1973 Barracuda that is the kind of a character in itself of the story. I don't know if you're familiar with the, the muscle cars of the 1970s in America, um, but the Barracuda with the Hemi engine is uh, one of the cream of the crop, the top, the coolest cars out there. And so I wanted that to kind of be a character in itself, kind of like uh, the General Lee from Dukes of Hazard or the Supernatural car. Um, my dad actually rebuilt uh, Hemi Barracuda, so that's where I kind of got it um, by love for those kind of cars. Um, but the detective's father, uh, that's what he drives. That's his thats his moonshiner car, and they had muscle cars like that to outrun the cops. And so the detective's father has that car, and the car is handed down to the detective, so he drives it in the present time, too. If you go to uh, cover C for the campaign, you'll see on one half of the screen is um, one half of the cover is takes place in 1981 with the uh, detective's father on one side and the other side is the present day with the detective. I wanted kind of that mashup. And as you can see in the cover, half is that brick buildings of in the old movie theater from 1981 on the other side is, is modern. So that's actually my favorite cover of all the dime store covers. Um, it's pretty cool. And that's for 16 bucks. And then cover a is kind of that throwback to the Hardy boys. I don't know if you're familiar with the Hardy boys, but they were uh, books for, for, kids uh back in the 60s 40s 50s and i wanted that throwback uh cover for that one for cover a with them through the cave with flashlights if you've ever seen any of those old um 
Hardy Boys covers or the Nancy Drew covers, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And then cover B is a scene from uh, issue two with the teenager seemingly possessed by a demon um, fighting with Detective McInerney in the church. It's really cool, and you got the sun coming in the stained glass windows. Nice. Oh, and before we um, wrap up, how did you come up with the name Dime Store Detective? So, um, again, I don't know how familiar you are with with the American um, old novellas and stuff, but with Dime Store Detective came, comes from the old uh, Dime Store novels that would be sold oh, for see. Dime. You know, in the 30s and 40s in America, and it was just cheap paper um, that had these really cool uh, covers on it, very dramatic covers of like a detective with his gun drawn on the hunt for a madman, you know, a mad scientist or whatever with a damsel in distress or her, um, you know, her dress torn and really cool things like that. And then we got into the 50s, you had a lot of that um, atomic age stuff with the, um, you know, the, the mad scientist. So uh, that's where I it came up with that idea. I, I really wanted that nostalgia feel of of the 30s and 40s of the the dime store novels. Um, so that's where that's where I got the idea. Nice. And if you go to the um, if you go check out the Kickstarter, the, the trailer. I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet, but the trailer is terrific. I'm really proud of how it came out. Um, and if that doesn't get your attention to uh, want to back the book, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of ideas because the trailer is really cool and it gives you a good feel of what the story's about. And there's also uh, six pages to peruse uh, of Dime Store Detective to to kind of find out the writing and, and what the story's about and kind of the artwork, which is absolutely terrific. So uh, at the very least, head over to the Kickstarter, uh, look up Dime Store Detective, uh, John Dexter, and you can, uh, you can check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. You'll, I can guarantee you, you uh, won't be bored. Nice. Yeah. It, it's been great to hear about the, the comic. I hope people, go out and try it out if they can and go support it because uh, having read the first issue at least i enjoyed it and yeah if people are interested definitely try it out so where can people um find you on the various social medias oh uh, yeah so i'm uh on facebook all you gotta do is type up john dexter and i'll be at the top because i have a bunch of followers i should be at the top um and um on social media on instagram it's uh alpha underscore dogs underscore comic uh, and on twitter it's at real alpha dogs so type that in and it, actually if you, if you just do a google search and type in john dexter and alpha dogs you'll get plenty of interviews and plenty of material to kind of look through to to see uh if this is uh, a comic you might want to support nice yeah you got anything else to um mention before we wrap up um yeah just uh uh check it out um if you are a dog lover or even if you're not a dog lover you can also get the alpha dogs comics that have been uh kind of a success uh for me i've got issues one two and three out that you can pick up with that uh, with uh detective in case you uh in case you want to read about uh, dogs with incredible powers on the run for mercenaries. I mean, who uh, who wouldn't want to read that? I, I, I <laughs> talked about before, I think it was in the one episode that re- released a couple of days ago as a recording, where it's, it's a similar thing where it's like one line pitch. And I'm like, yes, I'll, I'll at least try it out. Because <laughs> uh, I sometimes am just very easy to 
like Hook with those sorts of one-line sentences that sound cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, Alpha Dogs is definitely very cool. Um, people really um, have gravitated towards it. If you um, there's reviews for Alpha Dogs online too, you can check out. And there's um, going to be some reviews here pretty soon for. Uh, Dimestor Detective is going to be posted, or you can always post a review too, <laughs> since you read it. Nice, yeah, yeah, I will, I will on um, Instagram and for the um, campaign ends to try and like boost it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. The campaign ends. Um, oh yeah, sorry about that. My I just got home. Uh, the campaign ends in twenty nine days from today. Um, so April's. Seventh, I think, or that. Correct. Yep. Seventh or eighth. I suppose. Uh, I started, yeah, it would it would be uh, the seventh. Anyway, I'll let you go now. So just ha- have a nice rest of your day, and I'm glad we could finally sort this out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Check it out, and uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review the show five stars wherever you're listening. I would really appreciate it. If you want to keep up to date on new episodes, please subscribe. And if you have any questions, comments or suggestions, you can email the show at joetalkscomics at gmail.com. You can find the podcast on Twitter at joetalkscomics. And finally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at joelovescomics where we can continue talking comments. That's all for now, and I hope to see you next time. Bye!